trying to make y'all comfortable. Welcome back to the Inside Feed. On today's show, we are catching up with Whipsnakes goalie Kyle Burnlord to discuss how he's approaching the tournament-style season, his goals for 2020, and more. But before we get into it, <laughs> I'm Emma, and that's Lisa, and this is the Inside Feed. And what you're listening to is two girls that are the social media coordinators of the Premier Lacrosse League, and you're going to get insight as to what we're seeing, who we're talking to, and all the behind-the-scenes chit chat that you can't really get chit chat chit chat yeah (laughs) that was good I like that correct okay so we start every show with our big stories and this past Wednesday we held our 2020 college draft two rounds 14 players because there's seven teams seven times two is 14 great job not to brag but in fourth grade I won my timetables race in my class you know like yes I won (laughs) Solely because I'm good at memorizing things, not because I'm good at math. Okay, so let's discuss the first round picks. Yes. No surprise to anyone. No surprise at all. (laughs) Grant Ament went numero uno to the Archers. Right. And you'll hear it later on in our interview with Kyle, but like it makes the Archers offense scary. Scary. Like I can't wait to see him. I can't wait to see training camp, that first practice where we see all of them together and like it's oh my goodness it's gonna be dangerous i said the bunk bed boys got a new friend yeah, now they need trio. three bunk beds yes <laughs> i don't think those exist but like it's okay <laughs> we'll make it for the championship series and then the atlas selected brian costabile yes good old carroll county boy from notre dame like um, myself as stated in last week's episode with Ryder, he's a scary midfielder and a lot of people are comparing him to Connor Busick. So the fact that Atlas now has two Connor Busicks is frightening because it makes them a huge two-point threat. And I mm-hmm. think that's exactly what he's going to be for them. All of the guys seem super hyped to have him. He's uh, The next day, he was already in Zoom calls for X's and O's. Yeah. I mean, the kid's ready. And I think he's going to make a huge splash. Ready to go. Yeah. And then Chrome selected defenseman Tom Rigney out of yes. Army. I don't Army. know if you know. Woo! You probably know more about him yes, than I do. He's, so last year, first rounder defender from Army was Johnny Serdek. And so now it's Tom Rigney. They're the exact same low-key, level-headed, um, silent assassins. He's a big body. He is just like strong. And I think exactly what Coach Sudan said on the broadcast Um He's going to fit in right away, and I'm really excited. We have another like, another <laughs> Army guy. Like, another Army great. guy. great. Yeah. <laughs> They're always good. And then Redwoods addressed the face-off position yes, with Peyton with Peyton. Smith. They're super excited about it. Nat had his eyes set on him. I mean, he knew. I think the question was what the Water Dogs were going to do. Mm-hmm. And so um, he was still available once the Redwoods came up, and Nat snagged him immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, if you – he works a lot with Greg Renlian, and so I think it's going to be everyone saying the next Greg. So Ooh. I'm excited to see what he does for the Woods. Awesome. And then with the last pick in the first round, the Whips selected defenseman Sean New, which I think was a surprise to Holy people. Holy Cross. I think they are just thinking they're going to address the attack position because they lost a lot of those guys. But uh, Stags made it clear that, like, they want to stack up on defensemen because of this tournament-style play in case mm-hmm. they need to, you know, put someone in while someone's injured god forbid or whatever it may be so on 
Twitter, someone like asked, like, why aren't you addressing your offense? And mm. he listed off all these people. And so I don't think he's afraid of what the weapons that they still have, even though we may think they're low key in his eyes. He's very confident in like what he's got. Yeah. Don't mess with stags. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> okay. The other big news of the week was that you can officially bet on the PLL. You, we can't. Well, yeah, but, but we cannot. The but listeners, you, the people can. who yes, are listening can. here, <laughs> cannot. We announced our partnership with Genius Sports Group to bring betting to the 2020 season. It's adding another exciting element to our championship series. Yes, I know a lot of people have been asking us to do this, and we couldn't say anything for the longest time because we were getting everything logistically on the back end figured mm-hmm. out. And so now we finally it's public and. Um, We hope that you are all excited because it's a huge element that's being added. I know our stats guys are really excited to kind of like rev this up and like there's more incentive of like the why and it's just going to bring a lot new of new fans to the PLL, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. And we have, we launched a Twitter and Instagram account at PLL bet bets at PLL bet on Twitter um, for you to go and like you, Emma said our stats guys are going to be giving you guys right. I lines think, like, and all that stuff. Yeah. Even though like we can't bet. We cannot. We can guess like, like stupid bets. We can make but fun we can't bets. Put money on it. Yeah. Like I always love the ones for the Super Bowl where it's like, will the national anthem go over two minutes or <laughs> under? Or who will be, who will come out during warmups wearing their jersey first? Heads or, or tails is always a good one. Heads or tails. Correct. I think um, there was one. I forgot there was a country singer that did the national anthem for the Super Bowl and there was a bet on if he would wear a baseball hat or not. Really? Yes. So there's like little ones for the those Super Bowl and ones. I always think those are so fun. Yeah. Well, we hope everyone uh, enjoys betting this season. Yes. I know we were getting a bunch of DMs. People would be like, please like get betting, get betting. I'd be like, announcement coming soon. I know. <laughs> like, oh, that'd be a great idea. Yeah, great wow. Idea. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that to our attention. <laughs> All right, so let's get into our interview with Whip Snakes, Kyle Burnlore. Yes. Over the next couple episodes, while we are approaching the tournament, we're going to be talking to a player from each of the seven clubs to see how they're preparing for the championship series, what they've been doing this off season. Um, if it changes their mindset, you yeah. Kind of like what the conversations are like with these team rosters and coaches, and obviously it it must change your mindset a little bit. And I think you'll hear Kyle talk about it more, but it's how do you approach the game in a different way? Because it's Mm -hmm. very fast. What does your roster look like? Um, There's different things that you may not think about and he addresses and it's like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even like, yeah, it's just crazy. And there's also still like, we're all learning. So. Yep. And there's still a lot of decisions to be made for teams over the next couple weeks. Um, So here is our interview with Kyle Burnlore. Please welcome to the show, goalie of the champions, Whipsnakes Lacrosse Club, Kyle Burnlore. Thank you. Great start. Great start. Love it. Love it. Kyle, what have you been up to? We haven't talked to you in a long time, which is sad. I know. Uh, it's been pretty weird. I'm um, just chilling in Akron, Ohio, uh, while my parents are at um, our house in South Carolina. So I've just been uh, hanging out here in Akron, just trying to keep on working out, eat healthy, and just get ready for uh, when all this starts. So nothing, yeah, nothing too important. Yeah, that's what I want to talk to you about is the championship series. 
the 2020 season is going to look and feel a lot different than 2019, obviously. What was your initial reaction to the championship series, the tournament style of play, and what are your apprehensions, if you have any at all? Yeah. Uh, at first, I was I was just kind of bummed how, um, you know, obviously how this all unraveled, just seeing all the best locations that we were going to go to this summer, and I was just so excited for the year two. I mean, you could just sense that it was going to pop off, and I think it still will. This whole championship series just – kind of seeing the the traction and kind of the positive feedback on all the comments and everybody I've talked to talking about it. Um, I've been overwhelmed with how positive kind of the, the feel and the sense of it all is. So um, I'm excited. I think just the, the TV slots with taking that kind of primetime TV slots when not a lot of other sports are going to be playing, um, or at least we don't think is going to be huge. So, um, you know, in terms of a leg up of, of national audience and exposure, I think it's going to be awesome. We're playing 20 games in 16 days. Does your mindset change at all at how quick things are going to be happening? Is your preparation going to be different from what you were doing before? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be great. I don't know if I've, you know, since fall ball of a college, we haven't really seen that volume of lacrosse and shots. So for me, it's, um, I'm just hoping I don't take a shot in the thumb or weird spot in my body right away to, to, to miss a game. So um you know, I got the easy job. All the other guys are actually running around and being athletic. I mean, it's crazy. It's a it's good. It's a grind. And um, to bump up the roster to 22 guys, I think, is a huge call. One that I think had to happen or else um, I think the product would have got ran down a little bit. So having multiple lines of mids and multiple polls, I think it's going to be awesome. I think the product will be, you know, the same, if not better. Um, it'll be awesome. Well, you still have a hard job in the sense of you have to go against the best shooters in the world. You wrote an article a couple of weeks ago um, for PLL's website about, about the hardest shooters you go up against. You mentioned Ryan Brown, Matt Rambo, Will Manny. Now that you are going to have to be going against the best shooters every single day, how are you going to be able to adjust accordingly? Because you're not going to have a week you know, to sort of look over film, make adjustments if needed. How are you planning for that? I actually think I like uh, just a, a lot of volume shots. I think a lot of goalies, some goalies say it's just too much. I can't get a rhythm. I find that the more shots I get early on kind of settles me in, even if they're going in, I'm, at least I'm just getting shots and seeing the ball um, more times than not. So, you know, the format is, you know, kind of the first four games, you're kind of feeling everybody out and seeing, you know, who's still shooting the ball really accurate and hard and all that stuff. So I'm kind of taking the first four games, the round robin part of it um, with a grain of salt and just, get my bearings straight and then kind of reassessing everybody and everyone's shots from there until we get to the, the postseason aspect of it. And again, I think I, I love, I love getting shots, love taking shots. So the whole volume of it, as long as I stay healthy, as long as I understand, um, you know, who's playing really well and who's shooting well, I'll be fine. There's been a lot of like roster changes in this off season, especially offensively, you know, with, now Grant going to Archers, Atlas getting Costaville, and then the Miles Salcedo, that switch. Which one of those um, additions to the rosters is going to make them more of a threat in the goalie's perspective? I'll be honest. I think the Archers on paper is a pretty scary team. You know, I, Tom Schreiber is the best feeder in the world, without a doubt. And now having a presence, you know, you have a feeder up top. And now, um, you know, I've played against Grant. I've seen all that he's done over the years. Now you have a feeder behind X. So just the dynamic of just North-South feeding for them is going to be pretty crazy. So um, we're really going to have to do a good job one-on-one matchups versus the Archers, and we got to make some saves. So 
Uh, that's a scary team. That attack line is super scary. You know, I mentioned Will in that article too as one of the best shooters. So, uh, man, it's a it's like a five headed monster on offense for them. So, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, I can make some saves. Yeah. Now that the Whips know what the plan is for the season, how have you guys started adjusting your offensive and defensive plans accordingly to prep for the season? Yeah, it's a little it's a little funky right now because we're still kind of in the process of deciding who who's going to go and who's going to play where. So um, we have kind of behind the scenes talks with Coach Staggs and obviously our group is kind of going off right now of, you know, guys talking to each other behind the scenes a little bit. Who do you think is playing all that stuff? So um, obviously much more to be determined on the offensive end than defensive end, just because, you know, we protected everybody defensively. Um, so, you know, our little D chat's doing fine. It's just kind of, you know, anticipating what's going to go on offensively and, and how it's all going to work out. But, you know, as, as long as we have Rambo, I think things can kind of take care of itself down there and just put the ball on that. So we'll see. Let's go through that. Y'all are a tight knit group, obviously have that strong Maryland and, I think something that goes in that championship game is we always see Rambo's shot and that hug and then running to you, but you were on the other side and we just haven't really ever seen that. Like, let's hear your perspective of what you saw going into it and your reaction of it. I mean, we never see your side of it. Yeah. Everyone keeps saying that it happened so quick and it really did. I, you know, Nards won the face off, um, and then the play kind of happened right away. So I, the fact that we were even in overtime in that situation was really dumb. You know, I didn't make a save. I had a great first half, great third quarter, um, and I didn't have a great fourth quarter. They also shot the ball really well, but it was just a weird last 10 minutes where we just anticipated it happening, and you know, that's not how championship games work. So the fact that we were down one, I, I was stunned. I think I might have retired if we lost that game. Um, that would have been ridiculous, but, uh, no, you get to overtime, Nards wins a face off, give it to Rambo. And I think it only took like, I don't know, 20 seconds or so, 15 seconds. So it all happened so quick and Rambo getting top side and the ball in the net, uh, just him run back towards me was really special moment. Probably one of the cooler moments I've ever had playing lacrosse. So, um, it was just awesome. And, and we were the best team and, and I'll take that to my grave. And I really think we had the best team on and off the field. So. If you had lost that championship game, you would have considered retiring. No way, but I, I would have. Not, <laughs> I would have not. I don't. I would really question my life, hundred percent. I mean, I, I lost three national championships in college. So, if I would have lost that, I would have just been like, shit. I don't know what to do anymore. So, um, you know, we got it done. Thank God. So. No, and Stags has said it. I think it was Talisa, and like with y'all's zooms going on, and obviously the conversations, the theme that. Stags, I think it was Stags that said like, now that's last year and y'all are kind of focusing on this year and repeating. How hard is that going to be with this tournament style? It's always harder to, you know, I've never repeated in anything, but, you know, I've kind of reflected on my own play. Um, and every time I've had, you know, my best year in college was my junior year and I didn't play as well my senior year. And then, you know, a couple of years ago in the pros, we won, I had a really good year. And then the following year I didn't. So I'm kind of making it a personal, you know, onus on myself to, you know, I had a great season last year personally and team wise, I've never followed up the next year on a, on a really high note. So for whatever reason, just being a fat cat or whatever it is, you know, I've, I really want to have a goal. Um, especially now this is, I'm, you know, as I get older, I, I really want to have back to back awesome years. So mm -hmm. as a team, yeah. it's, it's hard. You got to keep everybody together. I mean, it's, 
the whole team's got to do that. So it's 22 guys with that same mentality stuff to do. Yeah, and last season you won a championship over three months. And during those three months, the Whip Snakes had a lot of ups and downs. Uh, what do you think was that defining moment in your season last year that helped you guys win a championship? Was it that San Jose loss where you guys sort of had to take a step back and be like, okay, what's going on? Or what was that moment? Yeah, San Jose was pretty terrible. That was the worst game I've ever had in my entire life since third grade. So I had a long week that week. I remember I was moving around and flew out, flew out there. I was tired, not feeling good. And I literally, I've never played that bad in my life. So um, I don't really think we even played that bad. I just, I couldn't make a save that game. You know, Rambo was getting in fights with Stags at the time. And I think after that, um, you know, we did regroup. I think we went to Canada next um, from there. And we had a really focused practice. Guys were kind of less goofing around that Friday night practice. It was more, you know, if we win this game, we clinch. And at that time, we were like, you know, screw it. Let's just focus. Just shut your mouth. Win the game. Let's get out of here. Let's clinch. And uh, that probably was. I'd probably say it was the Canada game, San Jose to Canada stretch. Does it worry you that in this tournament style, having games every single day for the most part, you're not going to have time to, if you guys do get in a slump, you're not going to have time to sort of make those adjust adjustments and refresh mentally and physically does that worry you guys at all or do you think after last year you guys know how you operate you know what you need to do and that won't be an issue yeah it can kind of go two ways here you know if you lose playing again the next day you're probably like all right this is great let's let's just get a win and and just get this thing leveled back out but you know the scary thing is if you lose you play against the next or you play again the next day you lose again now you're really in the dog hole so um i think just thinking about the volume of games you just got to try to not to, to lose too straight. Um, you know, obviously the playoff is a single elimination. So for the first four games, kind of figure out, you know, a way, a way to not drop two in a row. So um, I think it, things can go really south. And I, I think it'd be really cool to see what teams come out of the gate hot and stay hot. And I think there might be a team or two that just, they might just suck right away. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. While we're at this tournament, what does an off day look like for you? Just like taking care of yourself and your body and like film, but also just making sure that like you're mentally okay. Yeah. I have no idea yet. I mean, it'll be interesting to see, you know, we still don't know the kind of the times of the games and all the ins and outs. So um, I know a lot of us guys like Jake and some other guys are very, you know, regiment oriented and, you know, Jake goes to bed and knows exactly when to drink a water and a Gatorade and all that stuff. So, um, there's gonna be a lot of planning and, you know, when, when are we going to do meetings? When do we want to watch film? When are we going to sleep? All that stuff. So when we get that itinerary of kind of the day by day, I'll kind of figure that stuff out and, uh, you know, be ready to have a plan, but, uh, it's going to be grueling definitely more so for the midfielders and, and defensemen. Um, as long as I don't get hit, I think we'll be fine. So, um, uh, it's gonna be crazy. Fingers crossed. Uh, goalies are definitely, I think a different breed and, do you have any like pregame rituals you do, even rituals you do in game? I know like Braden Holtby, who's the goalie for the Caps, he, you know, squirts his water bottle up and like focuses on, I think Timmy Troutner does the same thing too. He focuses on like a drop of water and that's how he gets zoned in. Do you do anything like that too? Just chug a bunch of coffee and stretch, <laughs> I guess. That's it. I I've, I've come, I've gone like all over the place with that stuff. I used to think I was very like, I don't know. I used to have different things, but I don't know. Now I just, just drink a bunch of coffee, just get ready to go. So are you like a nervous guy or do, are you just like chill as a cucumber on game I, day? I'm pretty nervous every game day for whatever reason. Um, 
it's not like a nervous, I don't want to suck type thing, but uh, I think a little nerves is, is good. You know, I think you hear that from a lot of goalies and it's, it's cool hearing different goalies, you know, in other sports say nerves are good. You know, you want to play a little bit nervous. Um, I've been nervous every game I've ever been in. Um, so big or small, big crowd, little crowd. I just think having that little nervousness makes you play better because I, I just, I don't want to suck. So I want to make every save. During that championship game, I know you said in the middle of it when the Redwoods were making their comeback, you got really anxious. How do you calm yourself down in those sorts of times? Because I know if I was in that scenario, I would probably just like fall under pressure. How do you keep yourself mentally in check? I don't know. I just hope the clock keeps moving, honestly. You know, especially that game. I remember, you know, they would score and then I would look up at the clock, you know, whereas I really should have been focusing on what just happened, who just shot that, how can I tell the defense to get a guy going a certain way? And I remember not being focused that that kind of there was like a 10 minute stretch where, you know, they closed it to three goals. And I was like, all right, seven minutes, we're fine to two goals, four minutes, whatever, we're fine. Really, I should have just been focusing on taking guys strengths away, talking to Earhart, uh, all the short sticks of what I what shots I want to see or shots I don't want to see. So I definitely got out of a rhythm there after being in a really, really good spot for the first 40 minutes of that game, I, I felt great. Um, and I went through a lull there. I should have had some saves um, in that fourth quarter for sure. So um, just, you know, keeping to- towards that ritual of, of what shots you want to see is the most important thing. What is the story of you becoming a goalie? I don't think I've ever heard it myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother had a buddy, you know, we're in a town that no one plays lacrosse. You know, I'm, literally no one knows what lacrosse is or that's how it was 20 years ago. Um, it's getting a little bit bigger, but uh, my brother was a uh, midfielder attackman type player um, starting in like third, fourth grade with a buddy. Um, and then I was a first grader or whatever I was at the time and they wanted someone to shoot on. So backyard, just grabbed some random hockey pads, I think. And uh, they just started shooting on me and, you know, getting to hang out with my brother and those older friends was kind of fun. So um, yeah. just that whole thing of getting to hang out with some older guys is, you know, it was great. So. Um, I was hooked hooked ever since. I only played goalie since the third grade, so it's been uh, been that way the whole time. Was there like a a point in your life, like a grade that you were kind of like, oh wait, like I'm a, I'm actually like very good at this? <laughs> I would probably say middle school when you started with more of the travel and kind of seeing kids from not just the town next to you, but the whole state. You know, we had like the state tournament where you're playing against all the different hotspots. Um, and you kind of look around. It's like, well. You know, I'm one of the better goalies in this whole tournament. Let's expand this and play against the kids in Michigan and in Western PA. And, you know, I could still be honest with myself and say, shit, I think I'm still one of the best here. So I'm into high school. Then I was lucky enough to play at a really um, good program where we were nationally ranked for a few years and got to play the top teams in the country. And um, from there, I would I would always compare myself to other goalies and see if they were ranked or not and say, shit, I think I'm better than that kid. So. I would say middle school is where it started clicking in terms of, I think I can make a real run at this. Was there any one player that you looked at like up to uh, when you were younger playing any goalie or any player in general? Yeah. I always loved uh, Tillman Johnson at Virginia. Um, I thought he was awesome. Um, and then kind of a little closer to college. I really like Galloway's game. Um, just kind of similar styles, kind of jumpy and sparky and quick outlets, but, uh, but I never really like, you know, I, I wouldn't say I had like a role model or, or anybody. I kind of just did it myself and I love kind of doing it my own way. You know, I got to college. I really didn't know a ton of X's and O's and I had a terrible lacrosse IQ. 
um, cause it was just so foreign, um, to me. So I just kind of, I've always done a, done it my way and kind of taught myself along the way. And that's really helped. What does Kyle Burnlore want to accomplish in 2020? Uh, definitely want to win. Uh, that's, you know, a simple answer, but, uh, I, I do want to increase my uh, save percentage. I, th- I think I want to be a little bit better clearing. I didn't, I didn't have a great clearing year um, this past year. And I think the shortened field's awesome. You got to be really precise. So um, just little, little improvements. I think, you know, my save percentage has been really consistent over the last four or five years. So I'm not too worried about that, but I want to, I want to make sure I am the best at the two point shots and the best at clearing the ball. So um, I just can't turn it over after a long defensive stand. That's kind of like the worst feeling ever when your defense kills it and you know, they kill it. And then I make a save and I throw a stupid pass and the whole thing has to start again. So um, that's the worst feeling. So just, just being better with the ball when I have it for sure. And a repeat. And a repeat. Absolutely. <laughs> That'd be very cool to go two for two. <laughs> <laughs> My last question, at least who's the funniest person in the whips uh, group me. I feel like I know the answer to this, but I want to hear from you. Uh, like before you I want to know what your guess is well, yeah. like the obvious, I know I know what are you gonna say Rambo yeah, yeah. like that would be the obvious choice. <laughs> that's not my I, I'm hoping for a different answer it, sneaky funny is Brett Schmidt he's awesome he's a old head terp who's still in awesome shape still is playing really well you know he didn't play with a lot of the younger guys and kind of seeing him kind of you know connect that bridge has, has been really funny so um, he's a man. Brett's awesome, and he's hilarious. Um, Mike Earhart is not funny at all. Tim's not <laughs> funny. Bryce is funny. Who yeah. do you hope your roomie in championship series? It's always Jake, right? It's got to be Jake. It has to be Jake. Why? But with him, Are you me? I I got to really figure out the the living situation there because that's a long time to go with Jake. He's 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 pretty he's pretty like scary. He's a weird dude, so. I think I can make it work with him and we're going to be roommates, but it'll be interesting. Scary in what way? He's just like very, he's like, does ABCD. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be on Jake's bad side. I can see that. He's, he's a psychopath, a good psychopath. We've been roommates now for like four years. So. Well, it's good luck. So you got to keep it going. I'm super stupid. So don't switch up the roommates. Cool. I won't. There won't be. That's the key to the repeat is don't switch roommates. All right. Fair. All right, Kyle. We'll let you get back to living your life. All right. Well, thank you guys. Miss you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. We'll see you. This podcast is brought to you by our incredible friends at Ticketmaster, the official presenting sponsor of the championship series. Ticketmaster has all of your needs when it comes to concerts, sporting events, arts and theater, and more. To check out everything they have to offer, head to Ticketmaster.com or open up your Ticketmaster app. Again, Ticketmaster.com or open up your Ticketmaster app. Yes. All right. Let's get into that speed, boy. That's speed, boy. During this segment, Emma will have 52 seconds to answer as many interesting stats, fun facts about our players, the league, games this season, really anything I can think of. This week, it is Kyle Burnlore and Whip's defense specific. This is going to be hard because I don't know them very well. So if Kyle, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry in advance. Yeah, goalie stats are hard. If she gets it correct, she'll hear this sound. 
And if she gets it wrong, she'll hear this sound. Are, Are you, you ready? ready? Go. What number is Kyle Burnmore? Oh my gosh. Think Instagram handle. K Burnmore 2. Where is Kyle's hometown? Oh, Ohio. Akron? Yeah. Who led the whips and caused turnovers? Bryce. Let's go. What number is Tim Muller? 10. Oh. What was Kyle's save percentage during the regular season? Oh, Lord. I have no idea. 22. Was that close? Oh. No. Oh. He's going to be slightly offended. Where is Matt Dunn from? Uh, Matt Dunn, Dunn, Dunn. Baltimore, right? How many two bombs did Mike Earhart have during the regular season? Ooh, like three. Let's go! What number is Brett Schmidt? 36. True or false, Burnlore had 131 saves this season. Oh. True. Let's go! Kyle is number 35. Okay, Burnler, 35 at on Instagram. 35? I wouldn't have gotten that. You had Akron, Ohio, correct. Bryce had 12 calls turnovers. Tim Muller is 36. Oh, I said Brett Schmidt was, was 36. Yeah. Oh. Kyle's save percentage was 55%. Oh, see, yeah. Yeah, not good at those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Kyle. It wasn't meant to be, like, rude. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Please don't hate me. Matt Dunn from Baltimore, Maryland. I Mike. thought that was going to be a qu- trick question. I was like, is this a no. trick question? <laughs> uh, Earhart had three, two bombs. Brett Schmidt is number 44. And Burnler did have 131 saves this season. Wow. I didn't do that bad. Nope. <sighs> all right, everyone. That is our episode this week. We will talk to you all next Tuesday. Before we go, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please leave us a review. Let's Thank do it you. again. If you leave a review and you put your social handle, we'll follow you from the inside feed. And we're really good followers. We show lots of love. We're a great time. Ooh. Make sure you follow us at the Inside Feed on Twitter and Instagram and at LisaRevin29 and at Emma Dams on IG. You can also follow Kyle Burnlore at KBurnlore35 on the gram. I should have literally looked at this, this and I would have known his number. <laughs> yeah. I was I was being such a good citizen and not cheating. Ugh. Such wow. a good citizen. Please. All right, everyone. Have a great week. Yeah. We'll talk to you next week. Um, should we tell them our guests for next week? tell them or no okay we won't tell you our guests for next week then <laughs> no it's a surprise hint, nbc yeah hint nbc you know this person yep okay great that's the hint we'll Bye-bye. talk to you next week for the record i'm done trying to make y'all comfortable